Welcome back to Inspired Grownups. It's Alana Banana. And if you are new here, that has been my nickname since I was a kid. And it's also how the little ones know me from the Alana Banana Show. I am excited about this episode today. I got so much out of it. I hope you do as well. It is kind of like a part two to my previous episode with my mama tribe. I had on Rachel Blair and Danuka Ranasinghe talking about how to help our children become independent through connection. And at the end of that conversation, after we had stopped recording, Danuka said, oh, I would love to talk about separation anxiety when it comes to dropping your kids off at preschool. Now, I think this topic any parent can relate to. I know I am relating to this right now at times, and it doesn't necessarily have to be preschool. I guess it could be any place that you're leaving your child with another adult and that can be difficult for them and us. I know there are a lot of opinions on how to parent, on what to do, but I really, really respect Danuka and think she has a wealth of knowledge and experience. So I was very excited to bring her back today if you haven't heard any previous episodes with her, Danuka Ranasinga is first and foremost the mother of two amazing boys, ages 14 and 12, who have been her true teachers on this path of conscious parenting. Having been admitted to the New York Bar in 2008 as an attorney, she decided to follow her calling to work with children and is the proud owner of a play-based, nature-inspired, connection-based preschool called Kid Works Children's Center in Long Beach, California. In 2019, she graduated from the Conscious Coaching Institute of Dr. Shavali Sabari and received her Conscious Parenting Method certification. She is also now the CEO of The Parenting Evolution as a Conscious Living Coach, helping with parenting and partnering, and is a certified emotion code energy healer. I always learn so much when we talk, and I can't wait to get into this conversation. So without any further ado, here is the incredible Danuka Ranasinga. After our recording last week, we were chatting after, and you mentioned separation anxiety when it comes to preschoolers and parents with preschoolers. And I was like, wait a minute, we need to do part two. Yeah. <laughs> because I think this is such an important topic. I mean, in thinking about it this morning before we got on, I have a memory of being in preschool right at the beginning, I guess my mom put me in when I was three. So I was a little, I know some preschoolers start at two and I was very attached to my mom. Now my mom was also somebody who didn't leave me with anybody. Therefore I was very attached to my mom. And now knowing what I do about energy, I'm wondering if I was taking on some of her fear mm. because she tells me now, Oh, I was afraid to leave you with anybody. I felt like I did it the best. And as an adult and being somebody who years ago used to help friends with their kids, I was babysitting, I was taking care of other people's children. I realized there are some really great people other than the parent that can care for your children. Thinking about my childhood, I remember my mom leaving me at preschool and being so upset. And she obviously had a lot of fear of separation, anxiety, and I was feeling that because kids are so sensitive. 
I remember she told me she gave me um, a shirt of hers because it had her mom smell. And that helped me a lot. Now with our daughter, she's been going to part-time daycare since she was 10 months old. And it was an easy transition for her. But as she's gotten a little older in the same school facility, it goes into preschool. Just recently at like two and a half, there's been a few times where she does not want one of us to leave, my husband or I. The last time it happened was a weekend we had like so much fun. We had took her out of school for a couple of days. And I was thinking, does she not want me to leave because she just wants to be with me, which probably is the case. Or is there something going on at school that she doesn't like? I ended up giving her my necklace to wear and that helped. But I'm really curious because you have so much experience in this realm and you own a preschool and you've done so much work when it comes to childhood development that I'm so excited to dive into this with you. And I think it can help me and a lot of other parents. So Thank you. Let's get into it. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> Before coming on today as well, I was thinking about well, how deep am I going to go with this? Mm. How far am I going to go with this? And you already brought it up because you already brought up the fact that, you know, we bring our own anxiety to it for our children with the energy. So I will get to that. But I do want to say, I want to start off saying that it's a completely normal experience to have separation anxiety, right? And we step into the shoes of a child who's never been left with anyone before, or maybe they have, but in a different environment. Mm -hmm. So when you drop your child off at school, imagine you're with a complete stranger. You don't know the environment. There are other children probably screaming and crying as well. And all of this chaos that is unsettling and it can feel really unsafe. So I always encourage And what we do at the school is front load our parents on the separation anxiety. How do we deal with this? What to expect? How do we as caregivers help in the situation? How are we there for the children? And it's, it's always knowing that there is an adult present to make sure that your child feels safe in the environment. And sometimes children don't want you close by. They're like, get away from me, right? It depends on how each child reacts, but what our practice is, is to be close so they know that we are around. We are there for them. We are acknowledging them. They are not alone. And never leaving a child alone in these big emotions, whatever the emotion is, because that is when you hold on to that that stress and the trauma of the anxiety is when you feel alone, you're having to deal with it alone. But having an adult there to notice you, acknowledge you, know that nothing is wrong in feeling this way mm-hmm. is the support that a child needs. Not only the child, but the adult as well. And a lot of the time, I usually am there as a non-operational person at the school to assist parents in walking out. <laughs> so one of the other tips I always I tell parents is quick exit, pull that band-aid off. Because when you are hesitating, you say bye, and then you're at the door and you hear the howling and the screaming that just breaks your heart into pieces. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. If for 15 years I've been doing this and it has not gotten easier. Each and every time I hear those screams and I'm with the child and I see the parents' confusion, it breaks my heart. So I empathize with that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've always just quick exit, don't come back. 
and then leave again because this is then the expectation we're we're setting for the child as well. And it's very confusing. Yeah. But what's funny is that typically, not even five minutes later, the child has gotten on with their day. Yeah, it's so true. And I remind myself of this as well when it's happening in my life because back in the day I used to teach parenting me classes. It was like a pre-preschool environment. So parents were there, it'd be music and art and small motor skill exercises, large motor skill. It was just getting the child used to a social environment, sort of preschool environment. But there was one day a week that parents could drop their kid off. So most of the kids that came to classes there, they were there with their parent, they knew me. And then on Fridays for three hours, some of them would drop them off. And it was the same thing. There would be a few kids that were losing their minds when their parent was leaving. And I felt so bad for the parent. At this point, I was not a parent, so I didn't totally understand how it felt, but I had an idea. And it's the same thing. The the minute they walked out the door, within a minute or two, their child had moved on, was totally happy because kids are in the present moment. Yeah, exactly. And so you distract them with a toy and you're engaging them and there they are. Right. right. There was maybe one time in the whole time I had worked there for five years that we had to call a parent to come back because their kid just was not. And it could have been the day their kid was just having a really hard time continuing to, and it was affecting some of the other kids. So we called the parent to come back. Right. Right. And sometimes when you notice that it's been going on for months and months or a year, even then, you know, that we need to look into it further. You, mm-hmm. It's not that, yeah, it's normal. Just ignore it and let it happen. There are certain situations in which you will look into what really is going on here. Mm-hmm. Right. And even even listening to your child, if they are having separation anxiety or they are howling every single day for quite a while, then you look into the environment that they're in as well. Right. So also listen and take cues from your child, not leaving it up to, oh, this is normal. This is separation anxiety. Trust them as well. Yes. That's something that it's been coming up for me too, because our daughter has, she says she enjoys the school, but then sometimes she says she really doesn't want to go. And again, it's that thing of, does she not want to go because she wants to just be with me and my husband when she can be, or is there something going on? We're actually looking into other (laughs) schools too, just to try something else and see, is, is this a better fit? And at 2.9, let's say our daughter is like, you know, they are a child, but I want to take into consideration what she's telling me. Her experience is a felt experience because their articulation isn't there the way we adults Mm -hmm. would, you know, intellectualize things. And so when our children are showing us different signs, and it's been a while, then it probably is a sign to start looking into what what really is going on what is the connection this child has with the the adult there mm-hmm. um you know is anything going on during the day that they they don't even know they don't know what's normal or what is acceptable because they're just in the situation again being present yes but there's a feeling that it's coming up for her mm-hmm. that's making her uncomfortable yeah. is it her or is there an energy as well so again, from the parents' perspective, like 
taking away from our child that experience. So if we are so into our own separation anxiety and we have our own issues that we haven't healed from our childhood, then we pass that energy on to our children and they will feel it, mm-hmm. which then takes away from their experience of their true separation anxiety. So let's heal us first, which is what I would do in the coaching, go much deeper and then allow them to have their experience in a very solid uh, space of clarity where I am here and I am available for your big emotions right now. And I'm not having to deal with mine as well. This is so important what you're talking about. So what would you say to a parent who is realizing that it's really hard for them Mm-hmm. And they have the awareness that, oh, a lot of this is mine and my feelings that I'm putting onto the situation. I guess that's the first step awareness. Awareness. Yes. You're absolutely right. The awareness in sitting with the feeling that's coming up for you. Right. So, again, sometimes not even coming up with a story, a story may come to you. But going to a separate space of silence and stillness within yourself to recognize, okay, what is my body telling me? Where am I feeling it? Why is it familiar? And looking into that. And once you've brought that to a consciousness, because sometimes it's very unconscious, right? Until you are triggered. And then you bring it to a consciousness and you sit with it. And this is where inner child healing happens. Mm. So it is a process. It might not be overnight. (laughs) It can take a little while, but watch those triggers and let that trigger be your message. Let it be the messenger to you. And then you sit with your inner child and you soothe the inner child and then see how you progress going forward. It feels very different. And then you're like, wait, where is she? Where did she go? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. It just makes me think about again, that our children are really our greatest teachers and healers if we allow them to be. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. I mean, there are there are little, you know, other. I'm going to say the word superficial, but it, meaning tools that you can use without even going there to the energetic field of it. Um, where there are books that you can read, like The Kissing Hand. Have you ever read that one? Oh, I've heard of it. The the raccoon mom and the oh, raccoon yes. baby. And so it's having a ritual that may also soothe your inner child, but being aware that, okay, I'm soothing my inner child as well as my child. And what am I seeing in my child that's bringing up for me? But um, they do, in The Kissing Hand, it's kissing the hand, mom kisses the hand, baby kisses mom's hand, and then placing the kiss on your heart or on your cheek when you're feeling sad during the day. So coming up with a ritual, um, we had the ritual of a parent getting a, a Sharpie or a marker and putting the heart on their hand and then putting it on their child's hand and then, you know, clasping That's them together and saying a goodbye like that. Oh, so sweet. Yeah. So sweet. I'm getting that book when we get off this call. Yeah, okay, I'm good. ordering the book. Um, <laughs> So would you suggest to parents as well? I love that about the books, like reading to your kids, coming up with a ritual together. Actually, because we watched some Daniel Tiger, we do an Ugga Mugga. Like it's, I don't know if you've watched Daniel Tiger, but (laughs) they, um, they just rub noses, you know, like a little, like instead of a kiss on the lips, which we do too, but a little, you know, nose kiss where they 
just rub noses and they say I'm Daniel Tiger, Ugga Mugga. So whenever I drop her off to school, she always wants that. Okay, good. So I guess that's something similar. Yes, that's a ritual. It's your ritual. Mm-hmm. And then would you say, I guess at any age, talking to your child beforehand, like on the way to school or even before, like telling them what's happening before it happens. I always feel Absolutely. like that is a good thing to do. Uh-huh. Even driving past the school, mm-hmm. showing them. Our school is a bright yellow building. So a lot of children before even coming to KidWorks will say that the yellow school, the yellow school. And so their parents will drive past and go, oh, there's your school. There's just pointing the familiarity is there, but still expecting that the crying and the sadness and the tantrum and the yelling could still happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's again, children just being present in those feelings and allowing those feelings to be. It's okay. It's their experience. Mm-hmm. As long as they're not alone with it or being reprimanded for it or being told not to cry and having to suppress those emotions are far worse. Um, you may get some temporary gain from it, but the long-term um, effects are far worse. Right. I was, when you brought that up in the beginning, I was thinking the same thing of whether it's, the caretaker who who once the parent drops the child off to school, yes, the caretaker just holding space for that child. And it is showing them like, it's okay to have big feelings. It's okay to show your feelings. And that's how we process. And otherwise, you know, I think about all of us that at some point we're saying, don't cry or don't do this. We just take it out in some other way later on. And it comes out in not the healthiest ways. Absolutely. And another thing is to always make sure that you say goodbye or you say, I'll see you later. I'm picking you up after lunch. I'm picking you up after nap and giving them the routine when, at what point, when you're on the playground, I'll be here to pick you up after lunch. Right. So giving them that timeline, but always making sure they know you are leaving, Mm -hmm. even if you know they're going to have a breakdown. Because all of a sudden they're playing. And sometimes parents will say, all right, see you later. And it's kind of the quick exit. Like, okay, they're not noticing. I'll leave. And then suddenly the child looks up and they're gone. And that is really startling to a child. So sometimes when parents are trying to escape, I'll bring them back and I say, nope, go say goodbye. Make sure they're making eye contact with you and they're aware that you're actually leaving. And then someone will be around or you let a teacher know I'm I'm leaving now. And I know it's going to happen. So you know, letting the adult know that this is about to happen, but never surprising them. That's good advice because I do know the other side where parents, it, because it feels easier in the moment to just be like, okay, good. They're distracted. They're not crying. I'm just going to sneak out. Yeah. But you're right. At some point they're going to realize the parent's not there. Right. So it's better to deal with the emotion and have it be extreme if it needs to be. And that's okay. But the sooner they get over it and there's no suppressed feelings. And then it's something that they can talk about later of, see, mommy came back. Daddy came back. Exactly. It always, I'm bringing up the Daniel Tiger and it's, we don't even watch that much Daniel Tiger, but I really do love it because (laughs) there's little, because I make children's content. I think about this, there's little songs, like jingles that they bring through each episode. And there's one that's like, grownups come back and that's it. And it happens a lot through the episode, grown-ups come back. So I sing that a lot, like, mommy comes back, and now she sings it. Anyway, yeah, it's teaching them, okay, we said goodbye, it was hard, but look, we come back. Right, and that's a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. We teach them how to cope. We allow them 
the time to learn how to cope for themselves. Mm-hmm. And learning that there are other safe spaces to be in with other grownups. Absolutely. Absolutely. And knowing that if mom feels that they are safe to be with, then I know I am safe. And even having that discussion and saying, I am leaving you here with Miss whoever or with Danuka because I feel safe with her. And when they have that connection, children see that and feel safe in and of itself. This is so good. Is there anything else you feel like you'd like to share in this little segment we're doing? I think we we already touched on it was really going deeper into your own separation anxiety um, and really healing that beforehand. Or, I mean, triggers come up and dealing with it in that present moment even, right? And knowing that my child will experience this at some point in their life. Actually, one thing I do want to mention is that the first week you drop your child off at school, you may think, oh, I got away with it. They didn't have any separation anxiety. clear. Not at all. It can come in week two and week three of being at a place. And then they're like, what? You're leaving me here again? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's what happened in our situation, like years later. (laughs) Well, she got, she grew up. And so her awareness grew. Exactly. There's a different awareness. The brain has developed in a different way. And, you know, yes, feelings are different now. And yes, the awareness is different. Um, but sometimes parents think, oh no, now what's wrong? What's happening that's making them have separation anxiety now? And that is also quite the norm. I have seen that quite a bit in week two and three, having gaps of time in between where we just had a four-day weekend and they literally just started last week. So they had a five-day week, then a four-day weekend. So today is going to be a day now where they come back and it starts all over again, right? And so breaking that pattern and the routine, and my advice is always in the first month of a child starting something new, keep the routine as consistent as you can for one month. Then you're good to take a mental health day, take a break, you know? Yeah, that's good advice. Well, Danuka, I love you. Thank you so much for coming back on and sharing your insights. So because I know you do work with parents and grownups on this kind of work, share with everybody how they can learn more and where they can find you. Sure. So on Instagram, I am Danuka Ranasingha. And my business is The Parenting Evolution. Um, You can find me there um, on the website or on Facebook as well my personal page, Danuka Ranasingha or The Parenting Evolution. Great. Well, I'll I'll have all those links in the show notes. I adore you. I learn so much every time we get to hang out. And I really appreciate you sharing all this today. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Alana. Oh, that was so good. Okay, here are some takeaways from this episode. Separation anxiety for a child is a completely normal experience for them to have. It's important for an adult to be with our kids when they're having those big feelings and emotions so they know that it's okay to feel this way. When leaving, a quick exit is best, but always let your child know that you are leaving and that you'll see them later. It could also be helpful to give them a timeline as to when you will be back. Listen to and take cues from your child. 
If they've been having separation anxiety for a long time, then something else might be going on. And it is a good time to look into that. For kids, it's a felt experience. It's a feeling because they can't always articulate what's going on with words. So trust them, trust their feelings and follow your instincts on how to move forward. The best place to start is awareness as to how we are feeling about it, our energy around it, and sitting with the feelings that are coming up for us. We can then do something to help our own healing so that our kids can go into a situation with their own experiences and feelings without taking our stuff on. A ritual that we create with our child can really help when saying goodbye When thinking about that book, Danuka brought up The Kissing Hand. I actually ended up just going to the library and checking it out. So we've been reading it every night and it's a very sweet book. But I think it's also fun to create your own thing between your child and you could come up with it together. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you know someone that you think would get something out of it, you could share it with them. And to follow Danuka, you can find her on Instagram at Danuka Ranasinga. You can also check out the Parenting Evolution website or go to the Parenting Evolution Facebook page to connect with her. All those links are in the show notes. And be sure to check out the Alana Banana Show YouTube channel. Oh, I've been posting shorts like every day. Did you know that shorts are a new thing on YouTube? (laughs) You may or may not. It's like, I feel like... YouTube is trying to be like Instagram and TikTok. There are so many things going on these days with social media. And I do my best not to get overwhelmed with it, but just have fun with it. And I love to sing and put out songs. So that's what I'm doing. Putting out short little songs every day on YouTube, as well as our longer content. You can find all of my kids' content whether it's streaming music, Instagram, YouTube at the Atlanta Banana Show. So I would love to connect with you on one of those platforms. At the end of the month, we're releasing a classic song that I grew up listening to that my dad used to sing to me all the time, Rock and Robin. It's coming out on July 29th. And I can't wait for you to hear it. So find us on Spotify or wherever you stream your music. I hope you have such a great rest of your day or having a good summer so far. And I'm sending so much love your way. Talk to you next week. Bye.